RT8K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Chay. Tonight's headlines. Some of Beijing's most senior officials make clear that they are keeping a close watch on the COVID outbreak in Hong Kong. Health officials apologize after images emerge of body bags kept alongside patients in hospital wards. And the chief executive says she's concerned about leaks on the government's COVID strategy, but her ministers are not to blame. Officials in Beijing have urged the SAR government to step up its efforts to stem Hong Kong's Omicron outbreak. Premier Li Keqiang said Hong Kong had the central government's full support. Xia Baolong, head of the state council's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs office, called for stronger coordination between departments, better treatments and improved distribution of supplies. A vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong, Lao Xiu Kai, says it's clear the SAR's outbreak is now a national issue. If Hong Kong cannot control the epidemic, it would impact on national prestige and Hong Kong's ability to integrate its development with the mainland's development. I must say that Beijing is not pleased with the performance of the Hong Kong government. Beijing insists that Hong Kong should solve its own problems and the primary responsibility lies with the government. At the same time, Beijing will use all the resources available to help Hong Kong out. Beijing will not allow Hong Kong government to serve responsibility. The hospital authority has apologized after confirming that some corpses had been kept on hospital wards. Sarah Ho, a chief manager at the authority, said the situation was a result of mortuaries being full. She said refrigerated containers had now been installed at hospitals. We have uh, increased manpower to try to help out the situation. And also we have uh, set up some temporary um, uh, stations within the hospital uh, premises to store uh, the uh, dead body. The news emerged as health officials confirmed a further 29,000 COVID infections today, down slightly on yesterday's total. Some 19,000 of them were confirmed by PCR tests, 10,000 from rapid antigen tests. Another 294 deaths were recorded. The Center for Health Protection's Dr. Albert Al urged people to stay vigilant. The chief executive Carrie Lam has rejected accusations that her administration made U-turns on its COVID-19 policies or had deliberately leaked information to the media to gauge public opinion. Mrs. Lam said the unprecedented pandemic situation had outgrown the government's capacity and all policy adjustments are aimed at helping Hong Kong to cope better with the pandemic and at saving lives. She admits she finds government leaks frustrating. Uh, but don't accuse my ministers. My ministers are all working very hard in fighting uh, the epidemic. But I do see some leakages, uh, but I, I, I could not uh, trace the source of those uh, leakages. I could tell you that I am as frustrated as some of you when there were government information uh, being leaked out. The government has locked down several blocks in Chengyi, Chunwen, Homantin, Kuntong, Wang Taisen, and Sham Po for compulsory testing after sewage samples from the buildings tested positive for the coronavirus. Authorities say they expect to complete work tomorrow afternoon. The mainland city of Changchong has been locked down while schools in Shanghai are shut amid the Omicron outbreak on the mainland. Timmy Song has the details. Changchun, the capital of Jinan province, which is one of the regions hardest hit by COVID across the border, has ordered all but essential businesses to stop operations. 
The city also banned its 9 million residents from leaving their homes for non-essential reasons. Of the latest 397 new locally transmitted infections on the mainland, Jinan accounted for 98 of them, second only to 121 for Shandong among all provinces. And Shanghai says from Saturday, classes for all primary, middle and high schools will be shifted online and kindergartens and preschools suspended. Meanwhile, the delivery and logistics firm SF Express announced it has suspended deliveries of parcel and mail to the mainland from Hong Kong and Macau, citing the mainland's virus control requirements. And onto the weather, mainly fine with a minimum temperature tomorrow of about 18 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Dry during the day with a top temperature of about 26 degrees. Currently, it's 21 degrees Celsius. The humidity is standing at 82%. RGHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The chief executive has again stressed the need to vaccinate the elderly and children in the fight against COVID-19. But Carrie Lam also made it clear there's no specific vaccination threshold that Hong Kong can reach, with, which would automatically mean social distancing measures can be abandoned. Frank Young reports. Getting vaccinated could save your life. Speaking at her daily pandemic press briefing, Carrie Lam says more has to be done to boost Hong Kong's vaccination rate, with a focus on inoculating the elderly and children. The chief executive says some 300,000 people above the age of 70 are unvaccinated, as well as 260,000 children who are eligible for shots. Mrs. Lam says a low vaccination rate among elderly people has led to many deaths in this fifth wave. She also says if all children get vaccinated, they could go back to school after Easter. The CE again urged people to get jabbed. Asked whether a higher vaccination rate would lead to social distancing rules being relaxed, she said measures would still be necessary to curb the spread of the virus. She spoke through an interpreter. So it is not as simple as that. It is not that if we uh, have reached a certain level of vaccination, we can do away with all the social distancing measures. The most important effect of vaccination is uh, to reduce the severe and death cases. Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip, who oversees Hong Kong's inoculation program, said around 89% of people aged 60 to 69 have received at least one shot, compared with only 79% in the 70 to 79 age group. As for the over 80s, just 54% have had at least one dose. With the government aiming to inoculate all elderly residents at care homes by next Friday, Mr. Nip says about 40,000 people in 970 facilities have already been vaccinated, and outreach teams will go to the remaining 130 care homes soon. He says there will also be at-home inoculation services for elderly people who live on their own at a later time. Labor and Welfare Chief Lo Chi Kuang says the authorities are still finding it difficult to push for vaccination in elderly care homes with one reason being objections from relatives. If elderly residents get vaccinated in a home environment, they are protecting others too, not just themselves, Mr. Law says. If someone is not vaccinated and becomes infected, there's a higher chance of that person infecting others, he added. 
The security minister Chris Tang says the one person so far to refuse to go to an isolation facility after contracting COVID may face prosecution. He says the individual in question is the only person who stood firm after visits from government officials yesterday. This special team of ours visited 79 homes. We explained to these people and 78 of them adhered to our demands to go to isolation facilities. For the only one left, we are reviewing the evidence. We may prosecute the person by issuing a summons later on. Mr Tang acknowledged that some isolation facilities are better than others. But he said people shouldn't mind where they go because it's everyone's responsibility to fight the pandemic. A new study on an outbreak of the Delta strain of COVID-19 here earlier this year appears to have confirmed that imported hamsters passed the virus to humans. The University of Hong Kong School of Public Health conducted the study with the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department. They say around half the hamsters tested were infected and genome sequencing suggests that they caught the virus about three months before the outbreak. Professor Leo Poon was a lead researcher. This is the first uh, report showing that a hamster can be electrically infected uh, by human SARS coronavirus 2. And secondly, um, these viruses can be transmitted or maintained in the hamster population for quite some time because um, genetically we found that uh, these hamster viruses are, are not identical. So that means they have been transmitting with each other uh, for, for a few months. And then number three, um, this is quite surprising because the hamster virus can able to jump into human and cause sustainable human-to-human transmissions. That's why we have about 80 cases caused by this variant. Macau residents will receive a cash handout of 10,000 petakas from next month. It will be handed out in phases. Frank Yong has a story. The Macau government has been offering cash handouts since 2008 and this year is no exception. Permanent residents will get 10,000 patakas each, while non-permanent residents are to receive 6,000. The handouts worth a total of more than 7.2 billion patakas will be distributed in phases from April. Beneficiaries of an elderly subsidy will be among the first to get the money on the first of the month, with the last batch going out on May the 13th. Separately, a medical voucher worth 600 patakas will be available to Macau's permanent residents from May. Back locally, the government has been urged to do more to recycle styrofoam waste, no matter what the cost. The Federation of Trade Unions says styrofoam boxes have been piling up as the mainland no longer accepts them for recycling because of infection fears. The party says the government should harness locally developed technology to recycle the waste and legislate against the use of single-use plastics. FTU lawmaker Bill Tang warned that styrofoam poses safety and environmental hazards. The styrofoam boss actually now in Hong Kong, not only in the disposal spot, but also on the street, nearby to the wet market. So um, now the Hong Kong city is not easy to uh, solve the problem of the collection of the drying foam balls. So there is a quite a risk, not only the fire accidents, but also a risk for public hygiene and uh, waste disposal. 
Russian forces have been expanding their attacks in Ukraine, striking two cities in the west of the country. The central city of Dnipro has also been hit for the first time by Russian airstrikes. Alex Wade is from the medical charity MSF. He said Russia's latest offensive was worrying. Dnipro, like many other cities uh, around Ukraine right now, are places where both international organizations, humanitarian organizations, have regrouped in order to find a safe place to set up and work and mount our humanitarian response and our emergency response. These are also cities where hundreds of thousands of displaced populations have fled violence in order to try to find a safe place. So if we were to see an increase in violence in these areas, it would for us represent the critical new phase in which it would become more difficult for us to operate. President Putin has backed proposals from his defense minister to get what he called volunteers from the Middle East to fight in Ukraine. At a televised video conference meeting of his Security Council, Mr. Putin said Russia should facilitate transfer of such fighters. If you see that there are people who want on a voluntary basis, especially those not in it for the money, to come and help people living in the Donbass, you need to meet them halfway and help them move to the combat zones. President Putin also accused the West without evidence of organizing mercenary forces to fight in Ukraine. Russia has been a key player in the Syrian civil war. A senior U.S. official, senior U.S. official at the Pentagon recently accused Russia of trying to recruit Syrians to fight in Ukraine. Satellite images by an American company of a Russian military convoy near Kiev appear to show that it has largely been redeployed to nearby areas. It potentially signals a renewed push towards the Ukrainian capital. Oleski Goncharenko is an MP who's in Kiev. I'm sure our army, which is holding the ground, they've burnt already many of such convoys and they will burn down this convoy too. What I'm worried about is this awful barbarian shellings and attacks from the air, from Russians, from aircraft, by missiles. We desperately ask West to help us with air defense and aircraft. And I don't accept these words about we don't want to escalate. Sorry, here is a full-scale war, and uh, the only way to de-escalate is just to help us to stop it. And in sport, the Major League Baseball lockout is set to end. Players have voted to accept the league's latest offer for a new labor deal, paving the way for an end to a lockout that's lasted nearly 100 days. The full regular season is salvaged and will begin in less than a month, and players could start spring training this week. And a reminder of a top stories. Some of Beijing's most senior officials make clear that they're keeping a close watch on the COVID outbreak in Hong Kong. Health officials apologize after images emerge of body bags kept alongside patients in hospital wards. And the chief executive says she's concerned about the leaks on the government's COVID strategy, but her ministers are not to blame. And that's the news from RTHK.
to our second hour this Friday night, a slice of Joe Cocker. You can leave your hat on. That's especially for Bowie, who says that that's his favourite shower song. Apparently auditioned for the full Monty, but he's a bit short. Etta James brings us another one by request on three. I don't want you to be no slave. I don't want you to work all day. Love to you. 